All right, you know those numbers, like they go way too high for me, all right? We keep it simple here. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction, led by the uh, the dysfunctional Nick, who's uh, throwing that mask on for you. So who is on the mask for people that don't recognize it? You know, like JR. <laughs> this is the mask of Bengali, one of my characters over at G Comics. And it's taken a few bumps in, but I like it kind of kind of worn instead of all like when I like when I first made or I didn't have I had I made when I first got it, I still I still had to um, paint it and put the lenses in and all that stuff. But it was like a shiny eagle. But through moving and taking it to conventions and little kids coming up like, hey, can I put this on? I'm like, yeah, sure. It was a prototype. I got, got it on, on the cheap. <laughs> It's all busted up and battle worn now, so it's my go-to okay. match. So this episode is supposed to be our our year in review, and then our plans for next year and predictions if we have any. So let's start with Christmas. Yule just passed. So how was your holidays? It was good. Well, we're Christmas on hold till tomorrow when I pick up my my daughter. It's supposed to be here today. today. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. They're coming from out of town. Well, well yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it worked out because the boy, uh, birthday is on Christmas Day. So usually it's just like hybrid. It's like, hey, happy birthday to Jesus. You know, it's like, but we separate presents. So we got, we got like presents for birthday and then we get presents for Christmas. So, so like Sunday, it was, it was all his birthday. So he finally got his Isaac birthday. And, but the thing is, he wanted these. Birthday dinner. He loves he loves Applebee's. Applebee's is closed on Christmas. <laughs> so I'm like, of course, kid. Geez, man, we're gonna have to have your birthday dinner either before or after. And he's like, oh, is there anything to open? I'm like, oh man, I'm like racking my brain, looking up stuff. I'm like, oh, Sizzler is open. You want to go to Sizzler? He's like, Sizzler. I'm like, it's got the all, all you can eat salad bar with all the chicken wings and stuff. He's like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, oh, awesome. And then so we went and did that, and I was like, I was like, Applebee's would have been a lot, lot cheap shit. <laughs> yes, but Sizzler. It's kind of my, kind of my fault. I was like, man, I, man, I haven't steak and lobster in a long, long time. So I got the steak and lobster. As you the do. Lobster was kind of undercooked. It was just barely cooked by like FDA regulations or FDA regulations or handles food and drug and all that stuff. Like it was just enough to keep me from the steak, but it was kind of mushy. Wasn't firm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's it for trying to get a lobster at Sizzler. But the steak is on. So then I hit the salad super, super hard. Okay. What about you, Doc? How did uh, how did things go for you in Viking? Uh, things went really great. So we are up in um, the nest in uh, North Carolina where all the crazy power stuff happened. Um, <laughs> So we lost power for about 14 hours going in on Christmas Eve. So we came back in time for Christmas, which was nice. Um, we celebrate both Yule and Christmas kind of so. Um, and we had a blast. It was good. Much fun was had. Some great books were given out. Um, I... I got to read books. The Joelle Presley uh, gave me this book, which thank goodness, because it was so cold, my electronics wouldn't work <laughs> on Christmas Eve. So we, okay. were we had a fire. It was great. Lots of pie. Can I have the fire, man? That makes Christmas Christmas. I had to find you of a, a fireplace, a Yule log going on. I found Shutter, which is like the, the horse dream. Got a jack o' lantern next to it. Okay, it's, it's all set up for Christmas, but you still have a, a jack o' lantern, but it has a Santa hat on, and it plays for like for like the hours. Cool. Nice. What about you, Jr.? So the um, the hit of the week was uh, Fortnite, which apparently all the kids are playing. I didn't know. I just took the recommendation of the guy at the store, like, no, get this, they'll love it. And he hasn't looked at any of his other Christmas presents. I got him books and. You know the kind of stuff that I would have been excited about. I'm like he's like, yeah, all about the Fortnite. I hate that. Get that so, 
if he starts trying to do the dances, though, it's all over. I'm sending both kids oh, back to the factory. That's coming, that's coming bro, brother. Uh, I'm going to send both kids back to the factory if they just want to start doing those dances. Just saying. Let me know where you drop them off. I'll send them. I'll send them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my brother got a 3D printer, so you know. Really? Oh, what yeah. So more uh, more little miniatures that you can paint for your crack addiction? I mean, your Warhammer love? Actually, you know, I'm really hoping somebody can create a 3D print file of the, of the logo. And then I can dragoon my brother into print them. Oh, they're out, they're out there. No, of our logo. Of our logo? No, there's not one out. One out. <laughs> we have a really busy logo. You know that, right? <laughs> I'll try and simplify it sort of to... I got some friends that are really into 3D printing. and <clears throat> I throw all kinds of stuff, stuff at them. Like, hey, yeah, make this. And I give them the description. They're like, I'm going to do double. I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So that was our holidays. You guys have any cool uh, New Year's traditions? I drink. That's what you do. That's my tradition holiday. too. Yeah, but now it's festive and socially acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, Nick's really in the holiday spirit instead of functioning alcoholic. Wait, your function is where I came he just likes to recognize his roots. No, no I, I no. usually do a, do a drawing live stream on uh, leading up to New Year's. Draw like okay. And then, then I, I'll do it live. So I'll have the feed going in and people ask questions. I'm just, it's kind of fires chats. People just BSing. As you just watch okay. further into just drunkenness, <laughs> nothing makes sense that I'm drawing. Like as long as you have fun, yeah, I, I, it's a good. Thing. I'll usually in the office and she'll work on, on something like a paint painting something, and then we're getting sloshed. Slosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any special traditions like that. I just hang out with family and have a beverage or ten for science. We're just testing fermentation theory. Yeah, yeah. I need me. I I, uh, I end up. Logging on and doing continual as a bar con. It's just people hanging out talking. No, no. So we're essentially doing the same. Drinking yeah. and conversating with, with people. But we're doing it from the future because you're over there on the West Coast. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's how that works. All right. Timeline line looking for me. <laughs> All right. So um so we, we did this episode last year and it was the idea was we do a year where we look backwards, sort of what we've done, what we, you know, the episode we're the proudest of, that sort of thing. And then, you know, kind of our goals for going forward. So let's start with looking back. What was your favorite episode for 2020, season two, so 2022? Nick, you don't have to have been there for them because I understand your schedule was wacky this year. Well, then I've been looking at season three. Apparently, we're on season two. Whoa. Yeah, season three starts in January. I'm goo goo. Yeah, everything I needed right, right here. Man, I'm dumb. Yes, you are. Yeah. I, I got a face in the right lane. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite episode really from this year. I really like that we did more fireside chats and we put the effort into getting those done. Yeah. So, my favorite episode this season was the um, the tank fireside chat we did with Rich Richard Fox, Blaine Pardo, and Scott Bartlett. Um, I grew up reading Blaine's BattleTech books, so to get to interview him, that was kind of cool. Uh, and then to find, and then to go on his podcast and find out that he's uh, he's read one of my books and really really liked it. That was that was even cooler. So that was one of my favorite episodes this season. My least favorite episode was mostly because I wasn't as happy with the end results, but was our Christmas episode. I was so freaking sick. I didn't even know what day it was. It was bad. And I listened to that, and I was just like, oh, fever dream, man. Was I there? I no. Yeah, you were. That was the Santa one. You were there. Oh, the Santa sleigh. Or uh, Bill's ring. Yeah. And uh, I learned the, uh, the hard way that uh, there's an upper limit on how many guests you can have before it becomes unmanageable. So that was, that was and 
We had. We might have to do split that up into two shows almost. Yeah. So I mean, but it was. I'm not upset with the guests. The guests were great. I just oh, no. fireside chats require you to be on your game because you're you're. It's not scripted for us, so we have a general idea, and then we just talk. So from the host perspective, it's it's a tenser episode for us because we have to like be on our ball to you know on your feet to keep it going. And when you're doing that, when you've got like a 102 degree temperature, and you probably should have taken your ass to the doctor. Dude, <laughs> it's you, like, you probably have fever dreams, man. I know. I should have written something instead, gotten some of that uh, psychedelic stuff going on. But so that was my least favorite episode, mostly because, like I said, I was so sick. I, I just felt like I could have done better if I hadn't been sick. And then the Blaine part of the episode was a lot of fun. But I liked all of our fireside chats. I think they were all good. I enjoyed, um, I had tech problems, but I did enjoy the book review episode. Yeah, the, the Christmas one, I had a, I, I, ended, up, I ended up getting drunk because my internet, internet went down. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, I was, apparently I was echoing real bad. And so it was probably just a, a gift to disguise there. But, but I upgraded the, the, the instance. And I was like, screw this. I'm tired of going cheap on it. I'm just not, I didn't go to like a full offensive one because I can't afford it. But I was like, uh, steps up maybe. So I'm not going or skipping or doing remixes, you know. Well, Unless that's what I'm doing, what I'm doing right now. Apparently, I wasted I wasted my money. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I are you love talking about? It looks like a Cylon head. Like a dial. Yeah, it does. <laughs> looks like an old school Cylon head. And it works really that, well. That is a that's a daily. That's not. That's a daily. That's on Doctor Doctor Who. That is not a Dalek. Look at it. It is Dalek. It is not a Dalek. I'm, I'm sure in the middle. I know what a Dalek looks like. Eight. I can even pronounce it unlike you. Well, it all depends on your talk. The Brits say it, say it one way with the other. You say it some other way. Yeah. Brits call it a Dalek. But the people come for anybody to hear me and Doc argue. argue. I will say the um, of the fireside chats we did that came out the best. It was the one that Tony Weisskopf was on, the horror one, because that what panel, just a sort of the conglomeration of, of personalities, was exactly what Doc and I envisioned when we when we said let's do these fireside chats. Like I introduced the topic and I didn't say anything until I introduced a commercial halfway through because they just kept going back and forth. And in an ideal world, that's sort of what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And so that was cool. Um, I think a lot of guests are afraid to step on toes. And they don't want to feel like they're intruding, so they sort of sit back a little bit. And these guests were just like no, no shrinking violets among them. So it made it fun. And then Nick was really passionate because he was talking about dead people. Uh, I mean horror. So he was there too. And it was it was just it was fun. I think that's the most laid back I've seen you in an episode, Nick. Uh, unless unless we're talking. Unless we're talking about like alcohol was involved because we've had a few of those episodes too. The the comic had. Like you, like you even say, oh, the comic book episodes. Every time you do that, you know, you really, you really your own because I have those questions because I'm a comic book guy. That's why you got guys brought on. So, yeah, I was really relaxed on that one. I, I love horror. Uh, anytime we get we get to talk about noir, that that was also cool. The cyberpunk one was me. I, I had a blast. Test. So, yeah. Um, the side chats. I I think were my favorite. Favorite, and of course, my and bromance with Doc Spears. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a fun one. I, he, he's been on the show twice, and I've had a blast with both of both of the episodes with Doc Spears. Yeah. So, what about you, Doc? Did you really like the romance panel we did at the beginning of the year? That was very interesting. Well, I'm not a huge romance reader, so... You love um, romance. Odd. What? But you love romance. Odd. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving you a crap. Everyone, everyone knows you have a surprise. <laughs> so, Whatever. no, I mean, it was, it was interesting. Um, I don't know. I think I thought it was a very interesting panel. <laughs> we had a good group of people on there. Um, yeah. I She's like emotions. Ooh, I'm allergic. <laughs> Not a big Stephanie Meyer. If I take it. Uh, no. 
So, uh, I mean, I, I read Alona Andrews. She writes for Okay. Yeah. I mean, her romance involves swords and blood and werewolves. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> That's what it takes to get me to like romance. Every, every, I mean, I can do every werewolf story is a romance story if, if you like enough. <laughs> okay. So one of the things we did this year, so we did a lot more fireside chats, which were a lot of fun. Sometimes it's like herding cats to organize them, but they are a lot of fun. I think at this point, we just have to get a core, you know, two, uh, two guests to come. Um, and then I think at that point, as long as you get the right guests, you've got enough for the panel to go on instead of trying to stress getting everybody there. But um, those were a lot of fun. But we also did a couple more book review episodes, book and movie reviews, which I thought were fun. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed doing I really, um, the one we did of, um, oh, gosh, I'm blanking on the movie with the witches now. The one with, the one with Ryan Reynolds? Oh, are you talking about um, the, the one with Bette Midler? And, um, yes. Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, yeah. We did, we did a lot of your reviews this, this year. So I was, I was like kind of deep into the bank for that. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed doing them, though sometimes getting us all to review the same one can be a challenge. Um, I did enjoy having Christina on and doing the Adam Project. That was fun. Um, that's, what it, that's what it was called. You. But so, but I mean, I'm, I'm hoping our fans will start um, engaging and telling us what they want to see more of. Yeah. That'd because be that would be very helpful. Because otherwise, we're kind of like doing what we find fun and spinning it into the void, which is good. But if we could be useful for the fans, that would be nice. Yeah. A little bit more fan, but it's not their fault. They all have busy lives, right? Um really the the onus is on us to get them to engage much more and someone made me an admin because i'm getting i'm getting weird when i log in, log into facebook about like start starting a chat group and all kinds of stuff so i could probably engage a little bit more and get, get the troops riled out up or, or whatever we're talking about next maybe. so speaking of engagement we did get picked by was it kit what's the name of the college kennesaw state university right state yes so their uh, marketing program used ours, um, well, one of the groups of kids, the kids, adults, students, there we go. Um, they used our podcast as their project, so they gave us some some helpful advice. Um, some of it executing will be a little bit more time-consuming, so I don't know if the ROI is there for us, um, but uh, they're giving advice like we were actual customers, that this was our day job as opposed to um as opposed to like us where this is supplemental to what we're doing with our comics or our books or you know running convention stuff or in lieu of having a social life well we're glad we can be your social life <laughs> no but uh they were very professional i thought we had hired high agency until someone said oh they're from a university and uses our project and i'm like out of here man like no they're very good real pro professional so yeah, I was impressed. I like Kennesaw. I graduated from there. So she's not biased at all. She just wants you to know that. That's where she learned learned all of her so she can make the T-T-Virus in about five years. I'm not going to make the T-Virus. I don't need to. China already made the C-Virus. And on that happy note, we will move on. So... <laughs> What um what do you wish we had done differently this? What kind of episodes would you have liked to have seen that we didn't get around to doing this year? Oh, I, I, at the risk of having too much dead air, um, I would like to see more like like in the same format as our uh, our five yeah, ads, more of a, a form free flow, just kind of discussion about a topic. You know, it's stuff we usually do. I I like to see we did a lot this year, and, and they were all awesome. Um, more like that's just the three of us, maybe. Some of those, you know, maybe we uh we pick up all more movie reviews, more movie DK construction stuff, or um, shit, maybe maybe pick a book. We all all read and come in. We do book reviews. We did one of those. I'll do two next year. 
Let's, <laughs> let's do do two. I got um, Nick and Jr. to read a book. I was less yeah. impressive about Jr. and more impressive about Nick reading it. Nick, if your English teacher in high school could see you now volunteering to do book reviews, they'd be having heart attacks. Oh, well, when I published my first comic book, I made sure to send her five cup copies. <laughs> How'd that go? She's usually impressed. She goes, oh, I didn't think you learned anything in my class. And I'm like, eh, well, <laughs> send, her, send her a copy of the anthology you're in. Well, well yeah, I, I might, if, she, if she's like, I did. In 1996, she was old as hell. So, Brown, Brown, if you're stoned, look for a package. A book. Oh, cool. I know. Send it to the high school you graduated from and go, hey, I'm an alumni of here and I wrote this short story. It's funny, my college is more on track of what I'm doing now than my high school ever is. They're like, like, hey, see you that you're the CEO of Apogee Comics. Oh, yeah, and you're also on a, on a podcast. Like, how do these people do this? Okay. okay. So that's your college. My college is like, like, wait. Oh, shit, you graduated. Sorry. Sorry? <laughs> was, that, was that a diploma? After they like, this no. is the one where I even went to my graduation. Oh wow! What school is that? I'm gonna well, except for marketing department. Those guys are awesome. Oh, they're they're good actually. I do like KSU. They're really great. They have a uh, one of the largest percentage. The I think the highest percentage of vet students. Um, do a master's program because I'm looking. At <laughs> Yes, they have several master's programs. <coughs> and then, in fact, when you graduate and you're a veteran, you get a special sash with your yeah. brain. Is it okay? I love multi multi -cam. No, it's yeah. not multi cam. God damn it. Okay. But anyway, I'm in. So, yeah, I'd like to do more, um, more of the fireside chats and more of the um, review episodes, books, and movies. I, I definitely would like to do more of those for 2023. KSU does have its own convention, though. Owlcon. What's that? KSU has its own convention, Owlcon. Owlcon? Do you, like, sit around and hoot at the wall or something? No, they have, like, a costume contest and everything. Like, it's like a geek con. Oh, nice. So. All right. Do you go every year? Do you go every year? Yeah. Bad alumni. They're going to take away your card or something. You know, first thing you have to give me a parking spot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, what um, what do you guys think we should we should shoot for for season three? Do you guys got any goals? I would. I'm still working hard to get more um, bump up artists on here. And any because I really I really failed on that, and I've I reached out to some guys that are probably outside my pay grade. grade. You know, I shot for the stars and I felt really sh short. Like I was trying to get Ron, Ron Garnier, who's one of my favorite artists, and he did that comic book with Keanu, Keanu Reeves' Zerk. Um, and every, every red-blooded woman that if they actually listen to our show, show probably likes Keanu Reeves and probably likes science fiction and dystopian future, futures. So, yeah. Anybody who doesn't like Keanu Reeves has something wrong with them. I'm the most hetero dude you've ever seen. I have a man crush on Keanu Reeves ever since Constantine. Okay. But uh, uh, we'll that, that's my goal. That and I wanted some independent filmmakers that deal with the realm of sci-fi and you know fantasy. Because I've met a few of those people. I, I've been digging dust lately. Like it's a YouTube channel. So that is what speaking of indie film, like um, you should check it out, Doc. Seriously, it's all indie sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, short films, and in 20 minutes, they're like shooting the freaking bottom out or whatever the expression is. They're making Hollywood look like a bunch of like B level chumps. Yeah, that doesn't take much, I know, but I'm not just, gonna be mean about that. So, that's my uh, that's on my list too. I wouldn't mind seeing. So, we did um, last season of Sci Fi Shenanigans, we interviewed actor Rainbow Sun Franks, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I would like to maybe see if we can get some of the iconic characters from like sci-fi TV that we grew up on. See if we can get the actors or actresses on to talk about it. I think if we go too big for that, that it's going to be harder to get them just because 
everybody wants them. But if you go like smaller time to start with, that could be fun. Um, I would like to get like some of the narrators. Audiobook so the, I've thought about that. My concern with an audiobook narrator is like, I mean, other than just having them on as a guest and oh, by the way, they're narrators. Like if we wanted to talk to them about being a narrator, how do we keep that fan focused? Because they're not writing the content. They're just voicing it. Yeah, but I think fans actually find some of that more in some of the nuts and bolts more interesting than you think. Well, you organize it. I'll be there. I just, I'm not sure how to make that work. I mean, it took me, what, two years to figure out how to put the panel together for the book review that works from a reader perspective. I I just came up with an either brilliant or dashers idea of, as a whole. Go for I'm going to try and get Sam Jones. Flash Gordon him himself. Uh, that's not the Flash Gordon running from the cops, right? Isn't there one that's on the news, like cop issues? I don't know. Jones? I only no, you're thinking Ezra Miller. No, that's the oh. Flash. That's a different Flash. Hey, God, have me here, JR. That's the Flash. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait. Can just, Nick, can we just all appreciate for a moment that me, who lived under a rock when it comes to comics, <laughs> knew A, who it was, and B, what the actor it was? And then three, I'm going to draw you draw you a picture to commemorate this this occasion. I mean, this should be marked on a calendar. I knew who Ezra Miller is, and that and that they play the Flash. Okay, I'm put. I, I'm I'm mark, I'm writing on right now that there there will be a certificate of achievement. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna get, you're gonna get a Nickcom. <laughs> I don't give those uh, out. I'm very strict. It's a Marine Corps. So. So, okay. So, what yeah, about you, Doc? So I still, um, Mark my words. Can, Sam Jones, be on this show. You know, we can all agree to go watch the new Flash movie and then review it on here. There we go. Okay. We're going to it in like June. And I'm going to talk about James Gunn. Oh, I've. Maybe we <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a show. You might it, it might might be a twofer. I don't really like Ezra Miller's portrayal of the Flash. I really prefer the hair, uh, the Barry one from DCU, the the TV show. Grant Gustin, then yeah, he, yeah, he's perfect, perfect Flash. He's perfect for it because he really that is like the character as I understand the character. You know, he's got the tragic past, but he, he really is like a, a good guy science nerd who really wants to help people. Yeah, but he has the attitude of Wall West, which is an entirely different character. But I do oh, how they were able to seamlessly merge those two characters together. Because Barry Allen and the, the comedies, you know, you know like Rage, boring. boring. Wally West, smart ass. He's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man that can run. You know? Yes. The CW show I fell in love with because they they took all the ass that I loved about about Barry Allen and Wally West and put them together. Well, they came about at a great time because it really like Flash came about as the Arrow was being super super duper dark, so it balanced each other. Yeah, it was a, it was a good balance because Flash is not a darker. He's got dark. I, there's room for grim dark. I think it's overdone and it doesn't fit every IP intellectual well, property. I love some of the moments where that grim dark of of the arrow rubbed against the flash. Very, yeah, very so up and positive about, about everything. It's almost annoying. It's like uh, no, that 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 was, was no you have to know how to use a weapon. Here, it hands him a button. He's like, "Why well, am I already here?" It's like I'm super fast. I I don't really really do battle. I just run and push people. <laughs> So, what are your goals for uh, 2023, Doc, for season three? Um, to fall asleep on less of them. Yeah, that'd be good. Shoot, <laughs> shoot your, um, you know, aim high, as they say. Um, yeah. no, I think uh, I'm not sure what our goals are. My goals are for episodes that we build. I think. Um. So. I don't know. One of the things that they mentioned in the um, Kennesaw State Review for Marketing is that we had let mission creep, so episodes kept getting longer and longer, yeah. and there's really yeah. no return on investment on that. So we try to keep the 
episode now late since that revelation we've been trying to keep it closer to just at an hour um sometimes we miss and we hit an hour and 15 but it's better than missing and hitting two and a half hours <coughs> casey is ill i'm <coughs> sorry um uh, Chuck but, is uh, yeah, uh, yeah. she was a lot of fun but i i do think there's something to be said for keeping it like well, I think tighter there's some of what we can maybe do with it is you know we've unlocked the feature of the the um bonus features for people who subscribe and because there are sometimes like when we had eric flint on which was wonderful to have we were eric was not doing a lot of interviews and that we did because he did pass so um and that we let that go on eric is a, a very was a very profuse person <laughs> and every word he said was really good he always had impact on with what he said maybe taking some of those and either breaking them into shorter episodes so that we get two episodes out of something that's super long like that or putting the other half up behind the paywall here we've edited out this I don't know. So the reason I don't do a lot of editing right now, unless there's an actual reason, is because it takes so long to render those. Oh, no, I do understand that one. So by actually not editing and doing the commercial live during the show, like so the, the guests are watching it too, I don't add it in post anymore. Um, I actually shaved hours off my post-production time. So unless there's a reason, I literally download it, upload it when it's the day of the week that it's due, and we rock on. Um, so there's something to be said for that. I do. So let's let's talk about that. So right now we've had a pretty stagnant growth. We get about 60 listens per episode on the podcast side and about 30 ish, give or take on the um, YouTube side. Um, we have sort of hit a stagnant. I don't know how to get us out there to more people. Um, do we accept that the roughly 100 per episode is it? Um, and if so, like this call me to run. So it's, you know, about $100 a year for the stream yards where we do our recording. Um, plus the the software to edit has a license that's about the same. So trying to figure out a way to, at a minimum, break even to keep the lights on. Because, um, you know, I've, I don't know if anyone follows my writing knows I'm really slow. Um, life has been keeping me busy. And so I can't afford necessarily to just fund this indefinitely. Like right now, I just sort of write it off as a marketing expense, but that can't last forever. So if we want to keep this around instead in in the current iteration, then you know, come up with some some solutions. And one of that is potentially some episodes to go behind that paywall that we've unlocked on um, on Anchor FM, where you people subscribe and then they get these episodes. Um, I mean, I don't expect any of us to hit Joe Rogan kind of money, although I wouldn't turn it down. But I, I would say a lot of minimum drugs on it, I guess. Anyway, family friendly, family friendly. Uh, like at a minimum, if we cover our overhead and maybe, you know, the books, because right now when we do the reviews, I don't think everyone realizes how generous Doc buys the books that we do the reviews on uh, or the movies because, you know, she's doing that kind of stuff anyway. And, uh, and so at a minimum, if we could break even for that kind of stuff, we have been hesitant to take books from the authors for reviews because I, I don't ever want to feel like we're locked in or that you feel like our opinion were bought. So every review we've done, either we all had, we got the books ourselves or Doc paid for it. Um, and so that's one, of the, that's one of the things I'd like to be able to do is, you know, have a little bit of set aside to get this book to do the review for the podcast. So that's uh, and so as you as the audience, if you've got ideas, we'd really love for you guys to get engaged and say, hey, I like this. I don't like that. It doesn't take much. If you don't want to do it on the YouTubes or the Facebooks or whatever, you can always message us directly. You know, we're pretty accessible, um, but we're definitely trying to, to be a service for you guys. Uh, we, we have fun doing it. That's what it's so, about. Yeah, I mean, how can we email? So you can always yeah, blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. And I, we do answer it. Doc and I both have the login. Nick does too, but he never remembers. Um, that's right. It's okay. You've, you've got a lot going on, you know, it's just the emails. I'm just saying like he's wrestling dolphins for fun and pay 
Like those little buggers keep trying to smuggle drugs, but you know, dolphins, the sea lions, they put a fight. <laughs> no means no, Nick. No, not not in the marine life. No, 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 no. Not when he's arresting them, they don't get to say no. I got fish for them, everything. I I, I give them anything to entice them onto my boat, and they still say no. It's retarded. <laughs> so so that's our that's our plan trying to uh figure out what we're going to do as far as you know monetizing but for a moment we're going to pause while we shamelessly shill for the man ho ho oh hell is that sleigh bells ringing in your ears or a few rounds from an M60? You wanted the jolly fat man to bring Yuletide joy, but the season has gifted you with a heartbreaker and a life taker. Badass Santa. Grab your eggnog and camouflage candy canes. Strap on your bulletproof holiday stockings and prepare for thrills and kills. From bloodstained rebellion at the North Pole to a black ops raid on a distant planet, these 18 action-packed tales will show you Saint Nick as you have never seen him before. It's all you'll want for Christmas. All right. Thank you for sticking with us through that commercial interlude. Our um, narrator, um, Garrett Michael Brown, did an amazing job on this anthology. So you should definitely go check that out. Links will be in the show notes as usual. Um, I've been and, that, it and it's awesome. And some of the stories are super funny. Like, you're welcome. Hollows are super funny. Nick's, I enjoy it. So, you know, definitely worth checking out. It's not it's mostly JR. I just insulted <laughs> no you don't undersell don't your role in this like it started with he was helping me with the um with the the spec op stuff because like i said I, I make no bones that i was just your basic fish you know leg grunt right like i didn't do any of the cool stuff guys so i use what i know and i talk to the guys that are still in there and they're like yeah that's, that's totally like nothing's changed nick we still do that stuff it's just more advanced tech and i'm like okay cool so I was told it was Tolkien elves meets Old Testament with uh, with feral um, insanity uh, by people that read it, which I, I, they thought was a compliment. So I'm going to take it and we're going to run with it. I want to make the elf helmet that you described in there. In there the cramplement. Yeah. Oh, I'm so having that, having that, brother. I just watched a movie. I watched. Is it, have any any one of you watched Kramp, Kramp, the, the movie? Krampus the movie. Yeah. No. It, I have. It, Not the newer one that just came out, the Santa one, one. I want to say 2015, 2016, somewhere around. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, with the, the German grandmother that knew what was going on, but nobody, nobody understood her. So, so yeah, that one's really cool, and it really made me think of our story. And I'm like, like because they had little demon-type elves, you know, trying to break it in. They had gingerbread men as, like, reconnaissance assets. That's and that was the funniest, funniest part of the movie. These crazy gingerbread. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm making notes. And then I, I watched uh, Violent Night right after that. And, and I was just taking notes. And I'm like, so Jared wants to make a sequel to this story? I got notes. <laughs> so this is one of the years, like, I've been doing some introspection about the business and how I run it. I, I write the anthologies because I'm passionate about short content. I absolutely love it. But at this point, I am not so flush with cash that I can keep losing money. So I'm using my anthology that we're doing in 2023 to see if I can at minimum break even, then we'll do them in 2024. And if not, um, someone else will have to take up the mantle who might be able to market them and make them make money. So hopefully, because I know we've already got people asking about a sequel um, for the Santa anthology, but I haven't earned out yet. So, I mean, it's nice that they're interested, but you know, I gotta. You know, you gotta think mercenary about things. Like I've got got the narrator and the editors and all those people got to get paid. Yeah, really, really. So I mean, it is a lot of fun. Um, and I'll probably still tell my own short stories. And just, you know, now that it's covers with the AI generated covers that Jamie Ibsen is doing, 
Um, I think short sure. content, because like, the, the, the expense of that is you'll never earn out for the cover when you're spending like $250 for a cover, a short story. And you know, most short stories, 99 cents, you're earning 33 cents a sale. That's a lot of sales to break even. Now, when you can do uh, computer generated covers for 40 bucks, well, suddenly it's a lot more doable to break even. Um, and so we're going to play that by year. Um, so one of the things we're going to be doing about the podcast, and then Nick's got some, some things he wants to talk about, is a buddy of mine, um, Sparky, um, Robert, he is into gaming. He's the one who helped me learn when I started DMing the sessions I lead. And he's just, you know, he's a friend of mine. We're going to do a, a panel that'll go on Wednesdays, not panel, uh, an episode where maybe once a month we just talk nerdy at dice. Um, so RPGs, um, interview some people, talk about like, character generation and, and not just the mechanic specific to each franchise or each uh, system, but like, what do you look for when you do it? What do you look for when you're building your world to make it um, fun, fun for, for an immersive? Um, try to branch out and do a lot of various systems that are out there. I know Doc's got some connections to the, uh, what was that franchise, Buck Rogers, that you did? Yeah, we interviewed actually. Uh, uh, um, so. I don't know if we're going to do it as a uh, like a playlist episode, like we do um, as a side thing, and just air it normal num like normal season three and have it as its own playlist, or if we make it a standalone podcast. But my my gut says just to put it as part of season three and then have its own playlist for you know for people that want to just watch those episodes or listen. So that's our goal. We haven't really named it yet because we want to keep with the blasters and blades. Um, theme, but we definitely want it to be clear that this is your dice. So, so just that's just that's an episode for me because I, I like that stuff. So, um, um, and then Nick, you had some ideas that you were going to do for some extra content. Yeah, um, um, I, I spoke to my wife, Abby, who you've, you've seen on the show probably once or twice. <laughs> I don't need additional holes in me, so it's always good. Um, we had a conversation about content that we could do for this podcast um not really not really filler just just more like icon so we had talked about doing next artist reviews and i was i was like yeah that's no i mean i do in drawing stuff and you know and, and you know we'll throw some movies in there and we'll review on it but i was thinking and she goes well you also you also like like the really old old sci-fi stuff like the, the 40s 50s sci-fi stuff like like plan nine for space you know, tarantula, you know, these really cheesy old, old movies. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I, I, I could do just a review of two of those. Because as time progresses, the films keep filling in the gap in between when we start getting into sci-fi sci in the late 40s, early, early 50s. In cinema, up until now, a lot of people have, people have never even heard of these movies unless they're just, you know, some of freaks like, like me. So, so, so you know, like Nick's retro review. I'm like, that's a really good oh. idea. Oh, could we do tremors? That does does fall into this, yeah. But but what I what I was looking at is everything from from like teen forty five until probably like the last years. See, I like tremors, and I will admit my favorite cheesy sci fi movie is probably Night of the Comet. And Cisco, Cisco, we oh, I love Night of the Comet. Daddy would have gotten a suit, you know. So when we get to to tremors, we're doing all of tremors. You know, there's like six movies, right? And I've seen and, and love them all. And a TV series. Okay, I haven't I haven't watched that one. I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Love it. Does it have the same guy that we all love? love from yeah, the I don't recall. I'd have to I ask. Guess spoilers, my mom, spoilers, my, my mom has the, all of them on DVD. I'm gonna find, find nice. And watch In fact, that. she has Tremors Christmas ornaments. <sighs> nice. I want the actors. Cisco knows. So, I like those. Um, I like those ideas, and then that could cross post over on your your own YouTube personal YouTube channel for your work too. Yeah, absolutely. For the Apogee yeah, stuff. Reviews, reviews one though, but the retro review views, like she's got me really spun up, spun up on that idea. Like, like, like I want to do that. That's that's what we do that. Our time off, like when we're getting ready for bed, you know, we'll throw on a, on a easy black black and white, you know. 
sci-fi my movie of 40s and 50s sometimes the 60s and 60s so it's something i'm i'm a passion i can bring to our sport that our audience can can listen to hopefully turn them on to you know you know older everyone gets paid <laughs> okay what about you doc you got any ideas other than staying awake like for uh season three um, I don't know. It's we're, we're kind of I'm working on some thoughts. Um, I so like one of the stuff with cons, I think that that that's fun to do, but that's me. Um, so we don't, we don't go to them though. So, but I am to Con Carolina in June as a guest. Yeah. Nice. So one of the things I'd like to see you do is you were doing your book talks anyway. Yeah. Uh, we could upload those for the Blasters and Blades as the YouTube shorts and the reels because we're going to start an Instagram page. Uh, that was one of the recommendations and start um, doing some of the YouTube shorts. That would be perfect content for that. Yeah, I'd have to figure out how to None of us are tech savvy in case anybody in the audience didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and I tried to upload a short for the commercial and it like it wouldn't do it because I guess I didn't have the camera rotated or I don't know. Something happened. Yeah, I just eh, what I tried to do some edits on the actual podcast air clips and it just didn't work. So, so yeah, live and learn. So um, overall, because you know we talk about trying to keep it to an hour. So, what's your professional goals, Nick, for twenty twenty three, uh, with regard to comics and such? I would like to put out three three books. This um, I got one that I'm currently working on that should be out by summer of twenty twenty three. Um, I have like four or five that are still in pre production. That like story development and stuff. But there's two. That actually can be done. The story's done. The, the artists are there. I, I got everything in line. So professionally, I, I want three comics coming out from Mappy within the next year. May do two to three cons, one of them being out of seat. Okay. Uh, that, that's my professional goal for the, goal for the year. Um, I, I would, I was slack back and later. I'd made this very, very, ambitious goal of drawing a payday and I realized that I can't keep up with that not with uh, my day job so but I'm going to be drawing that this is like the, the goal that really has to ha happen is I will be at my drawing table for at least an hour a day working on stuff so I have just turned turned it into the co-author and to the subject matter experts we're gonna tear it apart for me but I finished my first novel in the Wargate series with uh, the Curse Brigade, which is a uh, modern-day striker unit, gets sucked into fantasy Egypt. Uh, so far, I'm really digging it. Uh, I realized that I, you know, if you if you followed the writing side of things, you realize there's this thing called sensitivity readers. I don't necessarily use them because you check your emotions at the door, you read or you don't read the book. That's on you. But when you're writing Australian characters, because I did. You need the opposite of that. You need an insensitivity reader because apparently I don't cuss enough to be an Australian soldier. Well, I would disagree. I think that one of the things is sensitivity readers are there to give you a, a set of eyes and opinions that want make, to make sure that it's consistent. And I've had this discussion with somebody who's done sensitivity reading that there's a time and a place where you're supposed to be insulted. It does that, it, but you want to make sure that that's correct. So if you're not using a term correctly, maybe you're not using it correctly for the right reason as an author trying to create this narrative. If you're worried about consistency, that's what a developmental edit would be for. And if you're worried about word usage, I mean, you're already paying an editor. So yeah, but I'm just saying that some of what sometimes some of these really good sensitivities meter readers will look at you and go. Did you mean to say this? Because that's kind of an insulting term to this community. No, I did. I meant for that re that person to be an insulting asshole. Oh, oh okay. Then you succeeded. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, know. I, I, I just. So, I mean, there's a time and a place for some of it. I, okay, yes, fair. Um, I, I don't know. I told that Australians cuss way more than we do, which is pretty impressive. And then the, the hard part of that is going to be, on the one hand, my co-author, James Ward, is very aware 
um, that he wants – some of his fans are younger, so he doesn't want as many customers. He's already gotten on me as like, JR, like you've used the F word in a row four times. Can he just say it once? And I'm like, well, no, that's how he would really talk. Like that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's part that's of my own, that's my inner sergeant coming out. And so like I'm already trying to like find ways to be creative around that. But like, oh, he repeated it like a mantra instead, right? What's that? Maybe create new ones. I mean, it's always cute and adorable when a child uses the word frack. So yeah, but that yeah. called me random kitchen utensils. So I don't know. That gets that can get annoying after a while. The the fracks and the made up cuss word. Somebody and you go, no, you can't call your father a muggle, but he is one. And I'm like, I know, but you're not meaning muggle. So, I oh, no, no, I don't know. Was the time my child called somebody a mudblood, and I went, no. <laughs> oh, that, that means different in the muggle world. That's okay, but yeah, so I I don't. Um, his father. Oh my! Wow, I don't know. I. I the the fake cuss words rub me the wrong way unless you're in a situation where it makes sense. Like if cultures diverge, of course they're gonna have different cuss words. Um, but if we're talking modern soldiers, they're not gonna say frack. They're gonna say something else. Oh, um, yeah. And so the other part of that is, but the the colorful cuss words that come out of Australia, for instance, would get Zuckerberg and um, Bezos like kicking me off the internet, probably. Um, like they use words that start with C. Um, oh, as a password, like, 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 like it's fluation. Yeah, not when yeah. you have to go with what also works in the majority of your market. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's going to be an interesting experience. Um, and uh, but yeah, so my goal is professionally is I want that novel is done. It'll be going to editing like once we're on book three. But I want to uh, have that one let the editing thing do its its thing and write three more next year. Uh, I'm aiming for about a hundred thousand words each, so my goal is about two thousand words a day, and I can I can make those realistically happen. Because yeah. um, I want to start getting profit coming in. Um, bills ain't gonna pay themselves, and as we've all watched, everything get more and more expensive. Um, so I'm I'm looking at getting those books out. I have. Uh, gotten the word from Jason and Nick, and I've only said it one other time on uh, Blaine Pardo's podcast, but the uh, Reservist 2 is going into the developmental edits um, sometime mid to late 2023, so that'll take some time. Um, the reason it's got to go developmental edit, because nowadays I don't tend to need that. Um, there was a gap of time when I wrote that novel um, where there were several months off just because life on top of that, a lot has happened in the universe since I started writing that and finished it even, where now they've got to go back through and make it make canon because it's not canon until it's published. And so, you know, everyone else that's already gotten books out in that franchise has now changed canon enough. I've got to make some tweaks probably, or at least it's worth looking at to see if it still holds up. So that's in my 2023 as well. And then I wrote a Sormarine, which is Special uh, Orbital Assault Regiment, my version of the ODST for the Galaxy's Edge universe. Uh, they just didn't see any money in a novella. It's 30,000 words. So I'm going to get the rights to that back. I've got to strip Galaxy's Edge out of it and come up with another not ODST acronym for the ODST type unit because I love Halo. Like, I'm kind of kind of a Halo nerd. Like, you can have your Superman and your DC and your Marvel. Give me Halo. Um, uh, yeah, you could do all of the above. But yeah, so I've got to, uh, I want to edit that out as well. And then depending on what goes on with uh, with my co-author for my Space Force stuff, some of those are in the process, but I'm sort of writing that at her pace because she's got, you know, the stay-at-home mom thing going on. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, much easier schedule than most people think. Yeah, no, and, and she's got, I mean, they're only little ones, right? And the book's a wait, so, but um, it's uh, the first, uh, well, what's supposed to be a novella, was like it was twelve no twenty thousand words when I gave it to her. It's almost fifty now. She's like doubled it in length, and she turned what was just a first uh, FTL story into like Dead Space meets you know I don't know Cthulhu and space vibes going on, which is not yeah not a genre I normally write, but I'm like I, I'm I'm digging it. So she's uh, she's. Yeah, she is. Well, her husband is a is a space nerd. Like, d did it for NASA even, and oh, wow. so, like all the stuff I just waved my hand and be like, yeah, what you know, space magic. Like he's going into like orbital mechanics and how that would work, and 
I had to change one of the short stories we wrote because I've got a couple anthologies that'll be coming up. The stories are, are written already. And he's like, yeah, that wouldn't work with the injection seat. They'd break their neck. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they put in, put in an inertia damp dampening field. Yeah, but I mean, it's just one of those things where they get really attention to details, but neither one of them are doing this full time. This is just something they're passionate about. And I think letting that passion guide the way uh, since I'm not counting on it as my main thing means the the quality of what we put out will be that much better for it. I think. Yeah. That's awesome. And then one of my goals for, uh, for Seska for, for 2023 is I want to see Nick write some actual more stories. He's good. He sells himself short, but I wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing him write something. I mean, it was written in crayon. I mean, that's how you communicate with your Marine buddies. Yeah. So that way. So we have uh, uh, this anthology that I wrote in 2019 that that got nominated for the Hugo with Richard Fox, or is it the Nebula? I get those two mixed up. But um, that anthology is whichever one goes to the Hugo. The Hugo. Okay. Um, I, I tend not to care that much about awards. Most of them aren't geared towards me anyway. Um, and so, but anyway, so that anthology is um, getting re, uh, revived with a new name. And then some of the original stories that wanted to, to have them in the anthology are there. And then we've got some new content, including one from yours truly, Mr. Ranger Nick. Ooh. Wrote a original for us. And he got so excited about it. He was like, I can't wait to make this a franchise and we're going to have books and movies. And like, he was super passionate. Which was kind of I think big. I Me think too. Big. Unfortunately, I could be a blessing and a curse. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody wants to really read about, about space Roman, then I mean, I... <laughs> it reminds, it had some very strong vibes of a long way home. Like you have, if anybody's read that one, have you read that one doc? Which one? Long way home by Hugh Howie. No. So the, the premise is, is they basically send baby batter in a tube um, on these these uh, long missions, and then they clone you when you get there, and then you're raised in a vat where they basically imprint the personality they need you to be. So someone's got to be the counselor and the mechanic and the teacher and blah, 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 to colonize these worlds. Um, and that's sort of the vibe he, he gives with the opening of how he gets his people to colonize these planets, which I thought was kind of cool. And then he added guns, because guns make everything better. Guns, drones, drones, my artillery, fat ass space was, was awesome. And he made his own horses that aren't horses that are kind of cooler. So I was digging it. I was digging it. But uh, we're waiting. Only only thing we're waiting on in that anthology is the cover to be redone by Jamie. But that we got him the names and the dimensions like week before Christmas. So it was kind of unrealistic to expect a fast turnaround. Um, life happens like that. So. But uh, the story was really good, so uh, I'd like to see Nick do more uh, in the in the literature side of things on the written Dude, word. I had so much fun doing that. That you can guarantee, guarantee I pulled some more more literaries from Ranger Nick. That are it was, it was to write paragraphs in 2022. You're talking smack, smack talk. I read the story, and it's actually pretty inspired. And uh, um, we I'm have it smack, but it's just fun smack. Yeah, I know. And I am going through in 2023. I wanted out quarter one the uh, Love Finds a Way short story Doc and I did. That Autumn, um, what is her official? Is it Autumn? Autumn Juliet. There we go. She did the narration for us. I've got to go through and get that ready to as published as short content. And we've actually talked about potentially putting that behind the uh, the not the paywall the the subscription model, but. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of everyone being able to hear it too, right? Like the whole reason we write stories is so people can read them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the right answer is, but uh, we're definitely looking at ways we'll talk on about it, and maybe uh, uh, people who are listening can give us their feedback on that idea. Oh, go ahead. I forgot to mention, and we, I'm going to be running page to stage again this year. The cost. Congrats. That's going to be lots of fun. That will be. Okay. So we spoke at the beginning. We spoke at the beginning about trying to keep this up for uh, about an hour uh, was our goal. 
It's been 59 minutes and 17 seconds. So I think it's time to uh, bring this to a close. But before we do, do you have any predictions for 2023 on the literary uh, nerddom side of things? Doc. Um, I think, well, in regards to the podcast or in general? Uh, more general. We talk about the podcast. I think this is more from the, like, uh, you I know. I'm going to start seeing some more um, class, some more classic style, probably fantasy coming out. Not just uh, the teen angst, but stuff like um, with Mercedes... Uh, uh, Mercedes Lackey's Valdemar series being made into a production. You know, after Game of Thrones came out, we saw a lot of the epic fantasy, the dragons, massive combat. Um, I think we're going to start seeing some more items like the Herald of Valdemar classic fantasy novels coming out that were, they may be marketed towards YA. Like I know there's Arrows of the Queen by Mercedes was definitely a, if YA had been a genre, then it would have been marketed as YA. Um, but it wasn't a genre then and didn't come around for like 30, 20 years until afterwards. So I think we're going to start seeing some more of that kind of novel coming out, which would be great. Um, I think we're going to see some more shared worlds like the Four Horsemen universe. Um, Mel Todd has another one that she's coming out with where it's authors collaborating in... Um, on uh, in in a in a shared universe. So Mel Todd and I and um, I, I can't remember the lady's name. She's co-writing that with, but she's actually going to be coming on the show early season three to talk about that. We've got to get her on the docket. Um, I have been looking around for authors that we haven't interviewed before because that is the danger. Doc's Rolodex has been pretty much hit in two seasons of sci-fi shenanigans and now two of uh, Blasters and Blades. And we want to mix it up and get different audiences. That's part of our plan to shake it up a little. So I found some interesting people that are new authors um, on the Instagrams that I've reached out to. Some of them have said no for, for various reasons. Um, we're trying to get a few that write sci-fi or fantasy romance just because it's a change of pace. A lot of those say no. I wonder how many of the, the girls saying no are actually dudes writing under a pen name. <laughs> and that's why they can't come on the podcast. But either way, uh, so we've reached out for that. And then my prediction prediction for 2023. Uh, I think the age of nostalgia is dying. I think people are fed up with their favorite properties being butchered for various whims of publishers that don't tend to like the source material, it seems. So I suspect 2023 is going to be the year of a lot more new content instead of just you know rehashing the same story. But this time it's going to totally be different when we tell it for the 47th time. Look at you, Spider-Man. But uh, what about you, Nick? What what are your predictions when it comes to uh, comes to that? For well, I I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, when it comes to like like nostalgia kind of getting play, played out, so I, I anticipate a lot of new ideas, new ideas, new stories. Maybe probably a creation of genre. What? I, I think know it will the, be, but the likes of the big five, for one, are going to, like I think they're turning more to indie authors and bringing them into their trad pub business model. Um, so we've seen that with RR Verdi, Larry Korea previously. Um, but I think but, we're going to see that yeah. with other authors um, who are, who have been traditionally for them, mostly indie doing more traditionally published, which will be great because, I really think that there's room in this world for people to dovetail and do some of them. So one of the things you mentioned about the shared worlds, I'd, uh, one, we're having her on to talk about it, but I'd like more broadly to talk about that as a discussion where it's just the three of us one episode, because there's some there's some good things about that, and there's also some downsides where you can like super load the franchise so quickly that it becomes daunting. Like where suddenly there's a hundred books in two years in that franchise, and it's like, you know, where do I start? Yeah. Uh, and that that's that's something to consider too. So yeah, no, both of those are. I think that's a great topic for a fireside chat. And, and then, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No. 
I say to clarify when I talk about the the death of nostalgia as a marketing tool, I don't necessarily mean like if you have an existing IP and you're telling new content in different corners of the universe. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when they just keep retelling the same tale over and over again and right. expecting us to keep buying in because it has the same name. It's, it's, it's a big one that we have in the, in the comic book industry, and that's probably what a lot of people are staring away from what we call stream comics next morning because as um, we've been reading these same same books as far as any creative creators, and I think we found workarounds to make where we have to start with an origin sheet. We don't have have to do the same retelling of every other super superhero. Like, oh, they, they lost their family. They got hit by a meteor, by lightning, whatever. You know, you know, we're we're all trying to like break out that paradigm and come up with something new and interesting to bring. And I think that's that's going to happen literary literary will too. Now you can use nostalgia as a base. As long as you're, t- you're telling new stuff, people, you, you know, but I give a shit fact factor. I care. Yeah. So uh, as we wrap this up, before we let you go, uh, Doc, where can people find you on the wild, wild interwebs? So I am definitely via the Blasters and Blades social media. If it was, doesn't get to me immediately, it'll get to me via JR. Um, I am on Facebook as Seska Small. I am on TikTok as Seska Small <laughs> and Instagram as Fantasy Page to Stage. That, that I really started doing that for the, the costume contest. And, and so those are pretty much how you find me. Um, don't go to out in public trying to find me unless it's Con Carolina. I'm probably hiding in the back of the front. Okay. What about you, Nick? How can they find the great, the mighty, the maestro of Apogee Comics? Oh my lord, lord! My head's not gonna fit, gonna fit out the door. Uh, you can find me on all social media under Nick Gar- Garber Art. You can you can also find me on on all the other socials uh, at Apogee Comics. Uh, if you're gonna look for me on t- TikTok, I warn you, it's just just me beefy. Um, and you can find me find me there at Mando, Mando underscore Agent. Okay, and you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and. Uh, my website, jrhanley.com, and all the way places you look for me, it will be jrhanley.com. So uh, I kind of keep it simple. I just use my name. I, I try to be easy like that. You can find our podcast at twitter.com backslash sf underscore fantasy underscore show, Sierra Foxtrot underscore fantasy underscore show. You can email us at blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. Again, blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook where all the shenanigans happen at facebook.com backslash groups backslash blasters and blades podcast. Again, backslash groups backslash blasters and blades podcast. We do have the Facebook page, but we do not have enough likes yet. Hint, hint, hint for it to have a dedicated URL, but that will be coming. Our website is anchor.fm backslash blasters tack and tack blades. Again, anchor.fm backslash blasters dash and dash blades. We are in the process at some point. I know we've been saying it for some several months of getting a proper website. But for now, that's us, where you can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can help keep the lights on, or you can support the show more directly at uh, buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Hanley. Be sure to be sure to put in the comment section that it is for the podcast, and I will keep my co-hosts, Doc Seska and Nick Garber, duly caffeinated. They will drink until their eyeballs float away. All right, bring it home, Doc. Okay, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Nick Garber and J.R. Handley, I am Doc Seska, and this was the Blasters in Place podcast. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, indulging our love nerd culture, TV joke, all things that go boom, and of course, picking on rock boys, because that is what's fun. All right, and we promise we will fix these tech issues before next season.